Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you for joining me today. Have you ever had that awkward experience where you're waving to someone and you're pretty darn sure that they are waving back to you right up until they walk right past you and talk to a different person who is standing behind you? Have you ever said hi to people and gotten no response, only to realize that they were on the phone or listening to something in their earbuds? This happened to me all the time in college. It is also very possible that I was overly friendly, waving and greeting people with unnecessary frequency, but still, there's no awkwardness quite like waving to someone who wasn't waving back at you. It's a special sort of just silence. I'm still that weirdo who likes to talk to strangers, however, so I look forward to the days when we can greet each other again in person. There are many ways to greet each other all around the world. Each way has its own history and cultural significance. Today, we're going to focus first on handshakes and work our way out from there. So let's talk about why we can be grateful for handshakes, how handshakes even came to be a normal part of greeting for some of us, and we'll talk about other ways to greet around the world. Although it's not 100% clear where the handshake came from, there are some popular theories, one of which is that the gesture of shaking hands, extending open and empty hands towards one another, was meant as a gesture of peace, showing that a person was not, in fact, holding any weapons. The shaking up and down of the hand, according to some theories, went further so as to make sure that there were no weapons hidden up anyone's sleeves. You're supposed to be able to shake it loose. Other theories suggest that the handshake was meant to symbolize a bond being forged that could not be broken, treated with sacred respect and usually with intentions of goodwill. Handshakes existed as far back as Greek and Roman times and even before that. In fact, a 9th century relief depicts King Shalmaneser III of Assyria sealing a deal with Babylonian ruler Marduk Zakir Shumi I by grasping hands. Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey both depict similar symbolic gestures of goodwill and honor-bound promises. There's even a name for art that depicts two subjects shaking right hands. It's called dexiosis. In the 4th and 5th century, Greek funerary art also depicted grasped hands to signify an unbreakable bond between the living, the dead, and the family. In Roman culture, grasped hands also signified loyalty and friendship and could be found on coins. Handshakes were found on funerary and non-funerary art for ancient Greek, Roman, and Etruscan art pieces. Muslim scholars wrote that the handshake was introduced by the people of Yemen. The handshake itself is a typical greeting. However, it was not the norm until about the 17th century. Some historians believe that it was the Quakers in the 17th century who made the greeting popular, choosing to favor shaking hands over bowing or tipping their hats. Historians believe that the reason for favoring shaking hands may have been that Quakers considered this more egalitarian, put everyone more on equal footing. By the 1800s, the handshake was a standardized greeting, so much so that per usual Victorian style, there were specific guidelines as to how hard one could shake a hand. There was even advice that if a gentleman shook your hand too harshly, you ought not to let that gentleman do it again, and he probably wasn't a gentleman anyways. But the way that people greet each other, generally speaking, around the globe differs depending on where you are. If, for example, in Germany or Austria, shaking hands when meeting is a usual practice, even for the children. When I was living in Germany, however, I noticed that if I had shaken someone's hand already earlier that day, and I tried to do it again, I was greeted with Wir haben schon. 
meaning that we had already shaken hands, basically, and uh, there were going to be no double handshakes going on. So I was safe from double handshakes everywhere. It's great. <laughs> In Russia, it seems that handshakes are more common among men than among women. Among Islam-practicing countries, handshakes between men and women is not advisable and generally just not practiced. This is in respect of religious practices. In the United States, a firm handshake is usually the preferred practice. However, that is not the case all over the world. For most of the world, in fact, they prefer a, a less powerful handshake. In China, respecting elders is an important part of society. As such, it is important to shake hands of older people in the group first. It is also expected that the handshake is weaker or gentler, so no hand grip competitions here. In Japan as well, best practice is to wait for the Japanese person to initiate the handshake, and again, a weak handshake is preferred. The handshake, however, is not the usual greeting in Japan. In Japan, the regular greeting is, in fact, a bow. The same is true in Korea as well, where the bow is seen more as a usual greeting. If, however, you do shake hands, then the respectful and polite way is to wait for the senior person to initiate the handshake, and then with your free hand to respectfully grip your shaking hand. For example, if you're shaking right hands, you would grip your right arm with your left hand as you shake. In India, it is more common to greet with a namaste gesture and a slight bow. The namaste gesture means, I bow to you, or I bow to the divine in you, with the sentiment of, the divine in me, recognizes the divine in you. In business settings, however, the handshake is also used with fair regularity. Scouts typically greet by shaking left hands to show trust. This practice was supposedly implemented by Lord Baden-Powell of Gilwell, a practice he started after meeting an African tribesman. I'd assume that this practice did not originate from Ethiopian tribesmen, as shaking with the left hand is not the norm. My father has been on several trips to Africa for work in order to help record oral genealogies. As I noted in my last episode, the memory of tribal leaders and chiefs is immensely impressive, with leaders being able to recall up to 14 generations worth of family members. I wish I had that kind of powerful recall, but uh, I don't. I remember my father telling me that when some people greeted each other, they would do so with elaborate handshakes. It sounded very cool, and if I remember correctly, he wished he had something more interesting to offer than just the uh, up and down handshake. A little boring. In Liberia, a snap handshake is used, where two handshakers snap fingers against each other at the end of the handshake. In Thailand, a handshake is used if the Y is not used first. The Y is offered by a person when they put their hands to their chest level, palms together, and bow. There are even world records for shaking hands. In 1963, Lance Dawson shook 12,500 people's hands for 10 and a half hours in Wales. In 1977, the New Jersey mayor, Joseph Lazaro, shook more than 11,000 hands in one day, breaking Teddy Roosevelt's previous record. On the 29th of January, 2020, 1,817 people in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, broke the record for longest handshaking relay. They did it in celebration of the one-year anniversary of the signing of the Document on Human Fraternity for World Peace and Living Together in the City. Now, it makes sense that the handshake has gone out of use in today's era just a bit as handshakes can spread germs. Fist bumps and high fives spread fewer germs. So let's talk about these quickly. Let's start with the fist bump. The fist bump is thought to have originated from a practice boxers had of touching gloves before beginning a match. It was also popular among dart players. Other theories suggest that the fist bump may have occurred spontaneously in cities on basketball courts and then was later popularized by Keen Cougar, Kenny Bennett, Fred Carter in the 1970s. 
Still, other theories suggest that it was Hanna-Barbera's Wonder Twins that popularized the fist bump. In the cartoon, their powers activated through a fist bump. A fist bump itself, however, can have a slightly different meaning than a handshake. It can be given as a sign of respect, camaraderie, or even admiration. And here's a fun fact. According to a book by Margaret Power in 1991, fist bumps have been observed between chimpanzees. Now, with the pandemic as it's been, it's been advised to opt for fist bumps or the even safer elbow bump rather than handshakes. These days, however, even fist bumps and elbow bumps are also discouraged. Speaking of the elbow bump, if you're curious about how that one got started, the first records of the elbow bump, in effect, happened in the 1980s. In 2006, elbow bump was considered as a candidate for the word of the year by the new Oxford American Dictionary. Now, what about the high five? The origins of this gesture are also up for debate, but the debate is largely between two American baseball teams. It either originated from the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1977 or the Louisville Cardinals in 1978. Baseball isn't the only sport with claims to the high five, however. Magic Johnson claims to have invented the high five in the 1970s while at Michigan State, while other claims say that it originated with a women's volleyball team in the 1960s. The high five does, as it turns out, differ from the low five. The low five had been part of African-American culture since the 1920s and was particularly popular in the jazz scene. The low five came from African-American culture where it was a symbol of unity and was even an underground gesture of solidarity. It had a few nicknames as well, such as giving skin or slapping skin. There is some further mythos around the high five, with this story taking us to Japan. The popular opinion is that a district of Tokyo called Rapongi earned its nickname High Touch Town due to American GIs who walked around the place post-World War II giving high fives. When asked for an explanation of what they were doing, there was a mistranslation, however, and so the area gained the slogan High Touch Town rather than High Five Town. This could also be entirely made up. It's possible that the nickname existed even before the High Five and the GIs. And if that's the case, then it's more likely that High Touch Town meant something more along the lines of high class. Around the world, maybe someday we'll get back to handshakes, or maybe we'll stay forever in the worlds of bows, fist bumps, high fives, elbow bumps, or maybe even air fives. Maybe this will even develop new greetings in digital meetings. One way or the other, we'll be greeting each other again and wishing each other peace, well-being, or congratulations. Who knows, maybe in the future we'll say, you're on mute, to each other when we say hello. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.